Ah, oh, shoot. I should, uh... I should make sure it is the seventh. <laughs> it's the... Oh, no, it's the ninth! The ninth? It's the ninth episode! All right, backtrack. Here we go. Good day, good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Whenever you're listening to this, this is our ninth episode of From the Ridge, Northridge's very own podcast. And with us on the show today is a good friend of mine, a good friend of the church, uh, a blessing in many people's lives, John Tilsley. John, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. I'm just thrilled to be here. Good stuff. Now, John, I know you very well. In fact, my brother-in-law is your... <laughs> son. That's how it works. And so I get to see a lot of you, which is a blessing. But not everybody at Northridge knows you quite as well as I do. And so share a little bit about kind of your history, your career, your life here at Northridge and and where God is at work in your life. Yeah, no, thanks. I appreciate that. And uh, technology is a great thing. So uh, yeah, it is nice to just introduce myself again, John Tilsley. And uh, what I I don't want to say I should start off with, but uh, I will start off with, and all joking aside, I'm happily married to my best friend, mm. uh, Margaret, for coming up to 35 years this wow. year. And uh, we've been incredibly blessed with with two children, Christopher, that you've referenced, and, uh, and our daughter, Heather. And we now have two wonderful grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate to uh, to work as a Toronto police officer for over 30 years. And presently, I have my own uh, construction company. And with that has led to me working part-time for the Salvation Army okay. at, uh, at our divisional property uh, office yep. here in the Toronto area. And uh, again, as I indicated, I have my own sort of construction renovation company. And, uh, and so that keeps me busy and keeps me occupied these days. Uh, as a family, I would say we've been at Northridge, as I, I reflect back, for, for now approximately 25 years. Wow. And uh, that's, that's hard to believe in itself. But uh, we've been so fortunate to be part of this journey here at Northridge. And God led us here. And for that, we're just really, mm. really grateful. Uh, in thinking, thinking about where God has revealed himself to me in recent days, um, I cannot emphasize enough uh, how God has done that. Uh, and really, I'm going to give all the credit to, to my wife, mm. uh, to Margaret, my best friend, as I said there. Uh, there's not a day that passes uh, that she doesn't teach me something or model me an attribute of what it means to be a, a Christ follower. And particularly, I would say, in her dedication to what we want some of our conversation to frame out today to be in, in regards to spiritual disciplines. Hmm. Uh, the significance of her daily and consistent time of spending in God's Word, uh, her attention to prayer, um, you know, and we'll, we'll be praying later. Uh, the fact that she models that on, on a right now at the moment significance, mm-hmm. if she feels prompted by the Holy Spirit to pray, she says, no, let's not defer that. Let's not wait mm-hmm. on that. God wants us to do that right yeah. now. What a lesson. What a lesson. Yeah. 
and again, uh, her modeling of our tithing and giving has mm. been such a, a benefit to our marriage and this incredible, uh, unquenchable desire that she has uh, to just listen to regular podcasts, to be reading, it's just mm. a fervent reader, sermon series, uh, whatever that has been to me has been been modeled really through Margaret. Mm. And we're going to get to it in a minute, mm-hmm. I know, but but that has come as a direct result of her community and her work environment. And I call that a community right. as well. Yeah. Her her environment, she works, uh, for those that know Margaret, she works at Springvale Baptist Church just down in Stouffville, mm-hmm. where she personally has found an incredible sense of community in her workplace. Mm. And they seem to have so much fun doing games and stuff together, but so committed as a team to spiritual disciplines, uh, holding each other accountable. Uh, and and really in that accountability, at times even offering grace when they've had to challenge each other on various right. situations. And this has been shared to both Margaret and I. And so I feel so blessed that she brings that home every day right. and has modeled that and has inspired me that we do it together. Uh, that has been the real mm-hmm. emphasis of how God's been revealing himself. And that's been, I, I'm going to say, a 10-year window over the last 10 years, but just is fresh every single day. And so uh, and I'm so grateful. In your relationship. Totally. Totally. Grow, growing together in our relationship, right. but more importantly, growing in our faith together has yeah. been super, super significant. <laughs> and, and I think there's a direct correlation that I want to talk about today about how when you surround yourself in a community Mm. of people, regardless of what that is, that impacts you personally. Well, like you said, we're going to get to that, the idea of community, but community could be as little as or as important as, you know, that most intimate partner in your life that your, your, your wife or your husband, it could be your workplace, that sense of community and cultivating, spurring one another on needs to have happen in all facets Mm -hmm. of our life. And so we're touching on community. And so Jacob has worked through this series on apprenticeship And in a part of it is this formulation paradigm. We're we're shaped by our environment and the impacts going on. And so to be intentionally formed more and more into Christ likeness, we need to be engaging in his practices, his teachings, and the third thing is his community. Mm-hmm. So based on kind of Jacob's um, three part sermons, and again, we say it every every time we have this podcast. If you haven't listened to it, go back. It's on YouTube. Uh, I know John's a big advocate. Jacob has done an incredible job in this series. But um, what has been your big takeaway in, in how you see our apprenticeship form, formulation and that formulation paradigm? Uh, where's God exciting you? Yeah. Um, again, I'm going to zero right in on community. That mm-hmm. I, I could literally go on, I think, probably for hours, which I know you don't want me to do, <laughs> on various takeaways from, from the series. So I do just want to step back. I think it's important for our church family to just maybe have a little bit 
bigger insight or understand. You know, I've been fortunate for many years to be part of of uh, the leadership team here here at Northridge, and this was a very very intentional process that we had to hire somebody for this spiritual formation portfolio. And uh, it, I just want to sort of reach out, shout out, whatever you want to say to Jacob. Uh, I just can't start uh, mm. by not thanking God for how he has brought him into our midst right now. And, uh, and, and by our people truthfully uh, in their serious commitment to our financial giving and things like that, that led to an opportunity that we yeah. could add to our staff. I mean, those that are watching what's certainly happening, even pre-COVID, but enhanced by COVID would know that many, many churches are struggling financially. Doors are closing uh, in regards to that. Yet God has convicted and and continues to evidence, I, I believe, mm. uh, this gift that we have at Northridge that we're able to add to our staff. And so uh, I, I just feel so fortunate for everything that, that Jacob uh, is doing, his direction, and God's timing has been perfect in mm. regards to that right now. So just a real tribute. So again, to our people that are watching, if you haven't met him, get to know him. He's yeah. a great guy. We're so fortunate. I'm so thankful in general for our staff to see you, Nathan, you know, as we've grown up seeing each other and, and just, you know, I don't want to get into naming names because I'll forget somebody <laughs> in my old age, but we truly need to be need to be thankful and blessed by what God is doing here, mm-hmm. and and I think that is part of the takeaway right now is we're going to talk about community, but I see God really driving this sense of discipleship right now, not only in our congregation. As I said, I'm really connected to Springvale in many ways, but it seems that God is just doing an amazing thing of meshing mm. uh, what I'm hearing from them what I'm seeing from other churches. Uh, COVID, as we know, has been a time that that many pastors and leaders are talking about reset, reset. What does it yeah. look like? And I think that's pointing us to discipleship. Right. I absolutely believe that. So the hiring of Jacob, the peace of Springvale, what's coming, looking at this reset, we are called to raise the bar. I'm going to say that. I genuinely believe that. We're called to raise the bar individually, corporately as a church, as a community in general, the church community, to raise the bar of discipleship. So the timing of all these pieces together is not a coincidence. It's, It's what I believe the message of God is coming out of, of COVID right. and what uh, he wants us to be engaged in, but the church in general, right. I well, believe. Well, I think so. for everybody, no matter what um, facet, what industry you're in, everything has been shocked, shaken. Yeah. And a lot of people are wondering the future of the church, wondering yeah. our place, our role. And I love that, that piece that uh, it's ever been present. God is the the Great Commission's really clear. We're called to make disciples, and yet in this time of of transition, in this time of coming out of COVID, Lord willing, um, that's that's the exciting thing that we see God's at work doing, and and reemphasizing that point. And, and again, yeah, we're so grateful that we have someone fully dedicated to, to that endeavor here at Northridge. Yeah. What about what about community? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's, let's let's get to community because I know you and yeah. Margaret have been actively involved in small group for years, yeah. and 
Uh, really, you've been keying in on our Alpha program, taking leadership to that. Uh, and you've, I know firsthand you've shared some incredible sports stories, but I want to share uh, some stories with uh, the the people listening. How has God been at work in, in small group ministries? And, and that, uh, that sense of community, that reason we need to have community, as evidenced by Jacob, how have you seen that lived out? Yeah, no, uh, thanks, uh, you know, Nathan, even for sort of bringing some focus to that, because that really has been for a number of years now, the passion of, of my own heart and what is going on in the alpha program. And, uh, it, it's just amazing how God has just led, I'll say Margaret and I, and many others in mm. that, that direction. And uh, for those, maybe if I could just even take a moment, I think often maybe within the church we've heard of Alpha. I'll just very quickly yeah. pass back on, on what Alpha is. Again, for those that don't know, uh, Alpha is a program that was birthed out of uh, the UK yeah. by a pastor, Nicky Gumbel, and his wife, Pippa. Um, that wanted to create a curriculum, I'll say, that was basically explaining the Christian faith in its simplicity and was geared towards people that wanted to explore Christianity. Uh, and it, so it, it's allowed for a total freedom of where people are at in their, in their own space that they wouldn't be judged. Uh, they have a chance to ask questions. Um, but but to just freely and in a transparent way do that, um, which which maybe at, at times uh, the church had been guilty of doing or not doing. I can't really say, but to their credit, within that format of the mm. curriculum that was based, uh, they they long before I'll say maybe even community was super popular addressed it in a practical way of getting together for meals, sharing in fellowship, which to me comes back to uh, even our, our emphasis here and, and their emphasis, of course, on scripture, on the Acts 2 church. Yeah. And, and that was coming together, mm -hmm. not individually, and, and I'll say nothing taken away from a Sunday morning service. That is a community in itself, but really gearing in on a smaller community right. that could do it in, in over, a mo uh, over a meal, in fellowship together, praying, teaching, and just, just an incredible model that we've been able to dive into their curriculum. And for now, about 10 years, we've specifically been doing the Alpha program here at Northridge. And so immediately I know what a lot of people's uh, initial understanding or thought process has been to Alpha is, that, yeah, it's a great tool for reaching the, the non-believer, those that are exploring their faith. Hmm. But to me, in recent years, it's really become so much more. I think it's a great venue for people that have been in the church uh, for a significant amount of time to go back, right. re-examine what, right. they, what they believe, what the fundamental core pillars of that on what they believe, and then they have a tool to add to their repertoire to evangelize. And, mm. and, as, and as Alpha often says, just come and see. 
come and see what we have. The, the curriculum's laid out. You can be part of a group. You can share in community. And uh, it's just a wonderful tool for those long in their faith uh, mm. to use in their toolbox for inviting people to, to come together. So that has been... Uh, my experience of what Alpha has sort of come in my own life, why I'm so passionate about it, why I want people both young and new in their faith to, to just uh, run, be part of a right. course and see hmm. where, it, where it takes us. Right. It doesn't, doesn't need to be um, a new, to, new to believers. If, no. you're, if you're listening to this yeah. and you've been a Christian your whole life, yeah. there's still value, there's still growth, and there's still many lessons to be learned through that program. Yeah. Now, and, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just going to say, uh, Nathan, I think uh, you were, you were looking for me to, to potentially take you down the road of a current story uh, in regards to Alpha, which again I think can hopefully emphasize this sense of community. Absolutely. Why, why I feel community is just so important. So, uh, those that. Uh, don't know. I was brought up in a in a Christian home, and and I had a, a wonderful heritage of and legacy of of a mother and father that were great. But my dad used to often say, as a Salvation Army pastor, um, we may not all have the opportunity to be the last link hmm. in somebody's conversion or or Christian experience, right. but let's make sure we're not the missing link hmm. in somebody's faith journey. And that has been evidenced. And I know I would have complete permission to share this, so I'm not speaking out of school. But I want to just talk for a few minutes about a good friend of ours, Kathy Howitt. Hmm. And Kathy Howitt now absolutely declares Northridge to be her church home. And uh, we have just watched Kathy explode in her faith that, that started from uh, an experience of, of Alpha. Nancy Harrison, who's been on, on staff here at yeah. the church, was running the Kettle campaign for many years, had made contact with Kathy. Kathy lives in Bradford and was responsible for the Kettles okay. uh, in the Bradford area. A real cool friendship developed between Nancy and Kathy. And Nancy, in this link experience, invited Kathy to be part of, of Alpha, mm. which Kathy accepted that invitation and went through Alpha. So enjoying her experience in Alpha and studying the material, she wanted to do it a second time. So back to back, you think, <laughs> friends, 16 weeks, decides to go back to back wow. on doing another Alpha experience. But this time, not only selfishly for her own desires, invited some family and friends to be part of that Alpha course. And so at the conclusion of that Alpha course, this whole group of, of individuals that came together, this incredible friendship, this incredible community that was formed, decided to carry on in another small group. And I just feel so grateful again to uh, Mark and Christine Lawrence mm. today and a big shout out for them who took on leadership uh, of that group and forming this, this post-Alpha small group uh, meets regularly on a Thursday night. And one of those individuals that uh, was invited through Kathy's experience there is, uh, is another great friend of ours in, in Liz Van Dyke. 
And Liz came to our group uh, again, had a bit of a, a childhood experience, I would say, but after going through Alpha, recommitting her life to Christ, ex- seeing the need for being together for so many reasons in prayer, in study, and uh, and just common life experiences in community, uh, mm. just so valued her experience in community. And uh, frankly, Nathan, I'll, I'll never uh, forget it. Uh, on a on a Thursday night, we were we learned and were shocked by the news that the, uh, a brain tumor had been uh, located with with Liz and mm. and her need to just bring that on that Thursday night to our small group and and following that, as you can imagine, in treatment and and this is. The milestone, I'll say a recent life uh, journey experience that impacted me, but many more in the group, Mm. Liz went in for treatment early in the week uh, to explore what was going on with that, that brain tumor. Uh, as soon as the doctors got in there, tragically, basically had to close things up and said that there was nothing at that point that could be done from a surgical standpoint uh, to deal with that tumor. Mm. Liz is released from hospital. On, she goes in, I think it was on the Tuesday, is released on the Thursday from hospital, is on her way home in the car and... Uh, and just feels this need to be connected with our Thursday night online group. So in the car, on the way home, on her smartphone, just wanted to meet with us mm. and uh, and be did not want to miss yeah. that Thursday night group. So here in her moment of need, she just feels this desire to be part of, of our small group. And that impacted us, I think, all in a way that we never could have uh, could have truthfully experienced and that dedication to her desire to be a Christ follower mm. in community together. We prayed, I think we cried uh, through that time of the news and what was going on. Mm. Fast forwarding to, to the present time, early this week and, and on Monday, we know that... Um, we got that we got one of those calls that you sort of dread but learned that Liz had been rushed in an emergency mm. uh, run back to hospital with uh, a brain bleed that was was taking place and uh, friends can I just even say right now Liz is in the battle of her life right mm. now she is fighting for her life at presence she has been such a model to us I would just like us, if we could, Nathan, right now, as Margaret modeled mm. and things like that, just to pray Absolutely. for Liz, if we could, and uh, just to, to convene and, and have our church join with us uh, at this time in prayer. So maybe we yeah. can pray for, for Liz. So, God, we know that uh, Liz truthfully is in the fight of her life right now, and uh, we just want to pray over her. Uh, Lord, to see her growth uh, as a follower of Christ has just been an inspiration to me personally, I know to the rest of our group. And uh, and I just want to thank you for the modeling of what Liz has displayed. 
Lord, I want to thank you again for Kathy and, and her boldness to invite and the chain reaction that we've seen for our small group and, uh, and how that has impacted so many. Lord, I, I thank you for Mark and Christine's leadership. I thank you for that Thursday night group. I, I thank you for their faithfulness. I thank you for the sense of community as they have never wanted to miss. They seem to be just hungering for more and more knowledge, but uh, just so valuing the time that we get together to laugh together, to cry together, to spur each other on, to encourage those that might be absent for whatever reason. And to me, mm. Lord, it has been the strongest sense that I have seen uh, in recent days of this beauty of the Acts 2 church. Lord, when I think back of how that was written 2,000 plus years ago is so incredibly relevant right now for us as a church today, right now. And so, Lord, I pray over people in our congregation that are just nervous about coming together in small groups. I pray for a sense of courage like Kathy uh, demonstrated. Lord, I think of how it has been so meaningful. I think post-COVID there in, in the sense of loneliness, uh, Lord, I just pray for the courage for people to come out of their environments. If they've never experienced um, small groups before, I pray for this injection of the Holy Spirit walking with them to give them boldness to just come to a small group. I, I think it will be life-changing. I don't think it. I know it will be life-changing, Lord. And so I just pray for that, for those that are just wa uh, watching right now that will find uh, a desire, a need, a want uh, to just reach out and connect with Nathan, connect or connect with Jacob as well, and, uh, and just find a small group to find this sense of community that has been evidenced and demonstrated as so fundamentally critical to our faith. And so for all these things, Lord, just coming back again to Liz, we pray for the doctors, we pray for the medical staff right now. I pray for her daughters, her family, her grandchildren mm -hmm. that uh, just need a sense of your touch to calm their fears, to bring them peace right now. And Lord, we do believe in miracles and know that you can do wondrous things. So we just pray all these things in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, that just lives in each of our hearts. Uh, in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for sharing that, John. Yeah. It's just an absolute beautiful testimony of, of as you've shared, community mm. and what it truly uh, can mean for people, does mean, and what we're called to, mm. to bear one another's burdens, to spur one another on, to encourage one another. Uh, it can't be done in isolation. can't no. be done on our own. Uh, no. And it's just such an encouragement to hear firsthand and experience uh, that you've shared. Uh, and I, I, I thank you for your time here mm. today to be able to come on and even share how uh, in your personal life you, you've sensed that community uh, spurring one another on. Margaret pointing you to the practices of Jesus as Jacob's reminded us during his his sermon that we, we need to be living the lifestyle of Jesus and even modeling right there the, the share, the the prayer in the moment, 
God invites us into constant communion with him, Mm. practicing his presence because he is ever present. And so, uh, so grateful for this time together, John. So grateful for your ministry, your continued ministry. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. That wraps up part three of um, the this apprenticeship series. Uh, we're excited to continue to see how God is could be at work through uh, the podcast, through through Northridge. Uh, we have an up- upcoming series on James making faith work, uh, which really builds on. Um, yeah, what our apprenticeship is and putting into practice uh, the ways of Jesus. So thank you, John. My pleasure. Great to be with you. And take care, guys. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.